Hello Apaches, and thank you so much for tuning in to the 28th episode of Season 2 of the Keeping It Arcadia podcast, brought to you by the students in Arcadia High School's Digital Communications Internship, or DCI for short. My name is Jeffrey Lee, and I'm your host. This week, podcast member Grace Lee interviewed our beloved retiring teacher, Mr. Fujiwara. After that, podcast member Becky Chen interviews Ms. Hong, who used to teach at Foothills Middle School, but is now in her first year at Arcadia High School, about her new experiences. Last but not least, podcast member and varsity tennis player, I might add, Christina Yao, is giving her thoughts on healthy eating. So first, let's go to Grace and our interview with Mr. Fuji, teacher of visual arts such as digital photography and advisor to the Arcadia Key Club on campus. Hi everyone, this is Grace Lee and I'm with Mr. Fujiwara. Hi, this is Mr. Fujiwara. So how long have you been teaching here at Arcadia High School for? I've been at the high school actually for 23 years, but the first seven years I was at the Arcadia High School Alternative Program, which is on the Bonita Park site where the district office is right now. And so over uh, the course that you've been teaching, how many different classes have you taught? Basically, when I was at the Alternative Program, I taught math, economics, and photography. At the high school here, I've been teaching uh, pretty much digital photography. One year, I had one class of regular photography. And out of those classes, which one do you think you enjoyed teaching the most? Uh, photography, of course, because that's what I do. And so I guess that's your hobby outside of school as well. Uh, yes, it is. Actually, <laughs> it's a job, too, because I do it on my own. Also. So what do you think is your biggest reason or inspiration you had to start teaching? Well, I don't know if really had a big inspiration. It just kind of happened. I used to sub for a little while, and what it did was I was subbing out the alternative program, and one of the teachers left, and they offered me a, a, a short-term job. And in a month, they gave me a contract for the year, and then I've been uh, in Arcadia ever since. And so since you have a lot of experience, you must know a lot of pros and cons about it. So what do you think are the biggest pros and cons of teaching? Well, the biggest pro is probably the kids. We have great kids here. Also, the biggest con is the kids, too. Sometimes you have kids that kind of make you a little bit crazy. And... Besides that, why did you decide to retire? Uh, well, I decided to retire because when I looked in, I realized financially it was really doable. And also, I'm still healthy, so I can actually do stuff. I used to stay before I would retire if I had to take the elevator to get to my room. I'm only on the second floor. That would be kind of too late. I wouldn't be able to do anything. So I decided after looking into uh, everything about the financials, I realized I can do this and really en enjoy myself. So it's not really retiring. I'm just starting a new chapter in my life. And so I guess what are you most excited to do then for your retirement? Uh, basically what I do, I want to hit all the national parks. So I'm going to start on the west and kind of move my way around country. I'm not going to like do it all at one time. I'm going to do it like in different times of the year and stuff like that. I'll do it usually in the down season when it's not so crowded. And are you planning on taking photos at the national parks? Why do you think <laughs> I'm going? <laughs> also to go hiking too. So... Um, while you were teaching at Arcadia, did you have any goals, and did you meet them if you had them? Not really. I mean, basically, I don't like plan out why well, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I want to be doing this by a certain amount of time. My thing is I always do the best I can. And what is one memory from your teaching career here that you will remember forever? That's one student I had the alternative program. Uh, basically, he was in jail part of his senior year. He's in jail for six weeks. And, you know, he was kind of like, you know, had a rough time, and what happened after he left here, uh, he went to Mount Sac, he went to UCLA, and then he got into Berkeley Law School. And now he's a public defender in the city of Los Angeles, 
The reason why he took that job because he wanted to help kids that were like him when he was younger. You must feel really proud about that. <laughs> yeah, I still I still have contact with him. That was about uh, 18 years ago. That's really interesting. So finally, what is one piece of advice that you'd really like all the students here at Arcadia High to know? Uh, don't go to jail. <laughs> and do the best you can. Thank you for your time, Mr. Fuji. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. Next is Becky's interview with Ms. Hong. Hi, everyone. Today I'm here with Ms. Hong, a math teacher at Arcadia High School. So, Ms. Hong, could you please introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Samantha Hong, and I currently teach Algebra 1 and Algebra 2 at Arcadia High School. This is my second year teaching, and I was at Foothills Middle School last year. Okay, so now that you're a new teacher at Arcadia High School, could you tell us how your experience of teaching at the high school has been so far? I really enjoyed teaching at Arcadia High School because the kids are fun and I really enjoyed getting to know my students this year. I also met some cool teachers who became close friends. Okay, so could you maybe tell us some major differences you see between teaching us high schoolers and the middle schoolers? High school kids are more mature and independent and seem to not care as much if an adult likes them, but middle school kids like having the assurance and attention from their teaching. They're more loving. Uh, okay. <laughs> Is there anything else about like their behavior differences that you see? Um, I think the upperclassmen are more quiet than the freshmen and sophomore, and the freshmen and sophomore are more willing to talk to their teachers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So do you maybe have like a preference of who you like teaching more? I prefer the middle schoolers or the younger high schoolers. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so now could you tell us the most important thing you learned from teaching high schoolers? I think high school kids may not show their emotions as much, but they do appreciate you when you go out of your way to help them or get to know them. Everyone just wants to feel cared for and loved. Okay, that's very nice. <laughs> and lastly, could you tell any middle schooler teachers who are considering switching to the high school, like what the experience has been like and any advice you could give to them? Um, you should be ready for the change in the classroom culture. So in middle school, kids are typically louder, not in a bad way, but they like talking to each other and um, to their teacher more. In high school, especially the higher math levels and with mixed grades, um, the students don't talk to their peers as much and it takes a while for the kids to get comfortable talking to people in class. And there's higher stakes because the juniors and seniors need to pass certain classes to go to college or graduate high school. Okay. So overall, uh, would you recommend teaching at the high school for middle school or teachers who are uh, like actually seriously considering it? I think it depends on what they like and what they look for in a classroom or like what kind of classroom they like. Okay. That <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you so much for tuning in with us and we're back to the studio. Last but not least is our local health guru, Christina Yao on healthy eating. Hey everyone, it's Christina and I'm here with Girl Scout Troop 16581 and we're all doing our journey for Girl Scouts. We're going to be talking about eating healthy and the advantages of it. So I'm here with Ella, Casey, and Angelina and what would you guys say about teen eating choices? Basically nowadays in our community, there are the choices that teens make for like um, deciding what foods they eat, it's pretty bad because of how convenient places like Unix, Share Tea, um, The Pond are so close to our community. And people like the taste of unhealthy food, but nowadays we really shouldn't eat that much of it. Mm -hmm, yeah, because it's really easy to get. I feel like getting healthier foods are more expensive and it's harder to get. Yeah, nowadays the places around where we have, they just started opening like several businesses. Like um, Ella said before, they're opening up like a new bakery around um, 
one of the middle schools and they're literally targeting every the every single student that comes out and so they can buy those types of foods and there really isn't any options at all like um, Christina said for buying like getting healthier food and not a lot of people like are appealing to that anymore. yeah definitely so we've established that sometimes teens don't make the best choices about choosing healthy foods what are the advantages of eating healthy so people know and they'll be mindful when they have to choose what to eat uh, I think that there's many advantages to eating healthy such as makes you feel better about yourself when you start eating healthier <laughs> yeah I feel like when I eat healthy I just have more energy and I am able to think more clearly in like school and just everyday activities as well. And also the health be benefits go a long way. Just from starting to be healthier when you're younger really like makes your life a lot better down the road. Yeah, yeah but I think there's also long-term health benefits as well as preventing certain diseases and disorders too. Like heart disease, that's mostly from eating um, meat. And if you go on a plant-based diet, you can essentially eliminate your risk of getting heart disease. Yeah, and nowadays, like, the diabetes rates in, like, the U.S. specifically is, like, going up and... Mm -hmm. It's just, like... Rates. Yeah, yeah, and it's so sad just hearing about that. Do you think it's because it's so convenient to access, like, places like McDonald's and In-N-Out, mm -hmm. all these burger places that are cheap and easy to access do you think that's contributing to the fact that people have diabetes yeah totally because like in other places around the world they don't have that many like fast food restaurants as the u.s the u.s nowadays is like one of those nations that like really relies on um what is it processed food because it's mm -hmm. so convenient and because americans nowadays they, they're so busy they just want to get something cheap and quick to get mm -hmm. and just go without like looking at like the health labels or calories. Mm -hmm. One main important fact, I think in the US, if you live in the US, most people own cars. So honestly, we don't walk that much. Like mm -hmm. going to school is probably about, you only get like 8,000 steps. That's for a student though. Going like people with jobs, like adults, probably only get 2,000 steps if they work as a desk job. So like other places, like maybe like the Hong, like Hong Kong, they walk a lot because they have to take public systems. So eating healthy mm -hmm. is really important because in, most yeah, people don't get yeah they don't get much exercise. Yeah, and I I heard about these um sub subscription systems with like you subscribe and then this they bring the groceries to you and they give you the recipe and all you have to do is make it. So what do you guys think about that? I think that's super cool. Like yeah, nowadays yeah. people. Well, I mean, oh, do you think sorry. that's making people more lazy or is it I beneficial? Think it, I think it's beneficial because it would actually help instead of getting takeout, you would actually um, cook your own food at home using the ingredients. And it also provides a nice uh, recipe that that's probably hmm. health benefiting. Yeah, yeah it helps, and as, it helps you learn how to make healthier meals for yourself. True. Yeah. yeah so for future yeah, reference. you don't need to rely on the subscription yeah, service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And also, like, when you make food, you can also, like, do it with your family so you can get family time. Like, yeah. if you're busy at work and you don't have, like, a plan to, like, go out and buy some healthy foods to make something, you can just get the subscription, comes to your house, and you can just make a healthy meal with your family. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect way to achieve healthy eating as well because it's getting rid of the distance factor and the time mm -hmm. factor, too, towards going to the grocery store and spending time and figuring out your meals, whereas... You just get them. Do you guys think, do you guys have any other ways of achieving healthy eating? Mm, 
I think you just need to be more conscious in what you eat and you have to try to limit yourself to um, like fatty and sweet foods each day. Mm-hmm. So like, you just have to be mindful of what yeah, you're eating. Think about what you're eating. Yeah, and make goals for yourself to like eat less unhealthy foods every day. Yeah, what um, a thing that I kind of live by is that um, when you're eating healthy, you don't say it's a diet. It's more like a life choice and a life decision that you make for yourself and you commit with. And that in order to kind of reach that, you have to set goals for yourself and you have to like um, progress every so often and eventually you will become healthier. Yeah, because mm-hmm. diets are like kind of temporary, but if you choose to eat healthier, that's like more long term. Yeah, so it's all about commitment too. Mm-hmm. You have to force yourself and it's really easy to eat unhealthy because it's so good it's good yeah it tastes good and it's like instant gratification Mm -hmm. and it's cheap it's easy to get once in a while eating unhealthy is okay yeah but if you eat it like every day yeah it's all about moderation start yeah who doesn't like a good burger yeah definitely (laughs) definitely but the problem is it's just everyday teens and middle schoolers as well are going yeah, to these places and just getting it would you have any advice the... for them because it's um, really hard to access and like you know after school you're hungry you want to eat something so what would you say to that if you have to like stay at the library after school or something and you're always hungry you should maybe bring some food from your house that's more healthy mm-hmm. for after school mm-hmm. instead of like going somewhere to buy food what kinds of foods would you say would like, constitute as Trail mix, yeah. Trail mix. That's like a lot or of like, protein. Like vegetables, like carrots. You can. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice fruit, yeah. like an apple. You know, yeah. it's easy to carry around and it doesn't like it's not that messy. So. Yeah, I like to bring carrots and celery to school, and it's actually really mm-hmm. good. And it oh. might not be the most filling, but like I always feel a bit refreshed after eating it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you can save a lot of money by doing that. Cause you're right. Going to share tea is like five dollars, right? Yeah. 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 One and boba. Buying a bag of chips mm-hmm. is actually. Yeah. It's a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. Any other things you guys want to say? Mm. I think we're good. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. Thank you guys for discussing this. I hope if you're listening to this, you got something from it and it'll affect your eating choices just a bit. Um, good luck and thank you. And that will conclude this episode. This has been Jeffrey with Arcadia High School DCI, and the podcast team hopes that you've enjoyed our 28th episode. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more weekly content. Please visit the list of all our episodes on our new AUSD DCI page. The link is dciausd.weebly.com. And if you made it here, dear listener, I want to thank you personally for your support. You are the people that inspire and motivate the podcast team to continue making these episodes, so we wouldn't be able to do it without you. We'll see you next time. This is Keeping It Arcadia, signing off.